Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He kōna e pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Nā mihi nui and welcome to this Our Changing World podcast from RNZ with me, Alison Balance. Amongst the presentations at the 2019 Birds New Zealand Conference were several updates on seabird stories that I have covered here on Our Changing World. Back in 2012, I headed out to Machu Soames Island in Wellington Harbour to find out about a fluttering shearwater translocation project. The shearwaters used to breed on the island back before it was turned into an animal quarantine station. The island is now a rat-free reserve covered in regenerating forest, and ornithologist Shane Cotter decided it was about time it became home to a seabird colony again. Shane and some keen volunteers installed a sound system to broadcast fluttering shearwater calls to passing adult birds. They created some desirable real estate in the form of artificial nest burrows. And they got the colony off to a flying start by translocating 80 chicks from Long Island in the Marlborough Sounds. In the absence of their parents, the chicks had to be fed for several weeks until they fledged. I called in at lunchtime to meet Shane and the birds and see what was on the menu. At the feeding shed here, we first of all weigh the birds. So this one weighs 354 grams. Record that. So this bird's gained 12 grams and is going to be fed 70 mils of sardine smoothie. So what's in a sardine smoothie? <laughs> so in the morning before we start, um, from 6.30 in the morning, uh, a number of pottles of sardines are made up. They're Brunswick sardines in soy oil with cold boiled water uh, and some vitamins added to it. takes about two hours to make up enough food for the 80 shearwaters that we're feeding here. When they first arrived, they'd be fed uh, about 40 mils of sardine smoothie. Now we've been here about eight days. They're up to about 70 grams of sardine smoothie. And that allows them to put on about uh, 5 to 10 grams each day. Which is what they'd be doing in the wild if they're being fed by their parents? Yes, it would be. So one very full wee shearwater? Oh no, a bit more. <laughs> yeah, we divide up the feed into a couple of syringes just to give the bird a bit of a rest between so it can settle the food in its stomach because obviously it's getting the food a lot quicker doing it this method than what the adult would be feeding it. This bird is um, particularly vocal, which is good. It means that the feeding is not obstructing its airways in any way because you can hear it making noises, which is fantastic. 
Each chick has a different personality. Some are noisy like this guy, some others are very quiet. Some are aggressive, some are very uh, docile. So it's had its feed. It goes back into its box. And we return it to its burrow. That was year one of a project to set up a fluttering shearwater breeding colony on Machu Soames. It's been five years since the project finished, so has it been successful? We transferred birds for three years. We transferred 237 in total, of which 63 of those have returned to Machu Soames and have started breeding. Fantastic. So let's dive into that a little bit more. The chicks fledged from Machu Soames. What happened to them? We had a couple of birds that turned up dead in Bass Strait in Australia, just outside Melbourne. One 23 days after it was last seen on Machu Soames and one nine months after it was last seen on Machu Soames. So it appears its first flight, it goes towards Bass Strait. And how soon after they left Machu Soames, how soon were they coming back to the island? Our first bird to return was nearly three years old. Two years, ten months, thirty days since it fledged. So it appears about three years they returned to the island. They first started breeding when they were four years old. Great, and you're getting birds that are still turning up that you haven't seen previously? Yes, we are. We thought they would continue coming back for about eight years, but a bird on Mana Island, which was a similar project, uh, was 11 years afterwards. So birds will still continue to come back for about another six years. You've still got a sound system playing out there, so just tell me how that works. So it's a solar-powered sound system. So it plays fluttering shearwater calls from dusk through until dawn. And so that's, in a sense, luring the birds to come back into the colony? Yes, as well as attracting any other birds that weren't transferred there, attracting other birds from Wellington Harbour to that site. Is that working? Are you getting birds other than the ones you translocated to the island? Yes, we have. We've got another 21 birds that we didn't transfer, but they've been attracted in by the sound system. So tell me what you do now. You, you go out to the island quite regularly, don't you, to check up on them? Yes, once a month, do an overnight visit. Generally they like lots of rain, lots of wind and no moon. So bad conditions for humans, perfect conditions for birds to come to the island. What's the most you've seen on one night while you've been out there? Just over 50 birds in one night. Is that exciting? Are you feeling like you, you've got quite a, a good little colony going on there now? And it's expanding all the time. So a few years ago, eight birds in a night was successful. Then it went to 20. Now it's over 40 birds a night, and that's a regular event. So it's still increasing. Um, So very excited by the prospects of what's going to happen there over the next years to come. So what's the best number of chicks you've produced so far? So this year was our best year. 14 chicks, up from nine last year, which was up from three the year before. So again a great increase in in chicks that have been uh, hatched there and fledged. Have you had equal numbers of males and females coming back from the birds that you translocated there? No, that's one of the interesting things that we've found. There's more males that have come back to the colony than females, and the birds that have been attracted in that weren't transferred chicks, 21 of those, 20 of those are females. So it appears females search for new locations to breed, while males seem to return to where they were fledged from. Did that mean you had a whole lot of girls at the beginning? 
Absolutely. What we had was a disproportionate population of females and only one male. So there were a number of female-female pairs, and one of those female-female pairs is still in existence today, six years after they paired up. They lay eggs, but those eggs obviously aren't fertile. Are you getting any other seabirds coming in? Yes, we've also had diving petrels, smaller bird that used to breed on the island as well in pre-European times. Six individuals have been caught and banded there, uh, and two of those have taken up residence in one of the burrows. Fingers crossed they may lay eggs this year and fledge chicks. It's really moving towards that vision that you had at the beginning of turning Machusomes back into being a seabird island. Absolutely. Not only the burrows being used by seabirds, but also by a number of other animals. Tuatara have taken over uh, and been seen in some of those burrows. Giant wetters, kakariki, have also bred in these burrows. So we're getting a number of other animals also using them, which is exciting. It's quite a burgeoning ecosystem you've got going on there. Absolutely. That was one of the basis for this translocation, that seabirds are a keystone species of ecosystems. The birds will poo, they'll regurgitate, some of the eggs won't hatch uh, and put more nutrients into the soil when they break open. It increases the insect life, increases lizards, geckos, tuatara and other animals to the site. Thanks Shane. That was ornithologist Shane Cotter on the very successful fluttering shearwater translocation to Machusomes Island. I'm Alison Balance, and this Our Changing World podcast from RNZ first aired on the 6th of June 2019. To listen again or check out photos, just head to our webpage, rnz.co.nz slash ourchangingworld. While you're there, why not sign up for our free weekly email newsletter? We are a free podcast, and you can subscribe on your favourite app, whether that's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify or any of the others. You'll also find my other podcasts, Elemental and the Kākāpō Files there as well. Elemental is celebrating 150 years of the periodic table and has recently covered the chemical elements gallium, germanium and gold. The 2019 Kākāpō health crisis continues to grow, with 35 birds currently in vet hospitals being tested for a deadly fungal disease. You can find plenty of other podcast series from RNZ at the podcasts and series page of rnz.co.nz. Stay in touch with us on Facebook and Twitter, where we are RNZ Science. Many thanks for your company. Bye for now. Matewa. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.